We are going to welcome our, our special guest of the evening. My gosh, we're excited to talk to him at surely one of our favorite cons uh, that happens every year in Hunt Valley, Maryland. And, I missed it uh, this year. I had to work. I missed. I it. know you missed a good time, Jesse, but nonetheless, we are welcoming actor extraordinaire. Oh you, might know, <clears throat> you might know him as Bordis from our favorite show, The Orville. <laughs> On and on Disney Plus. If you didn't know, thank you, Zod, for telling me that it's also on Disney Plus, which I think yes. is pretty awesome. Well, because uh, it was it wasn't it was a Fox show, then it was on Hulu, and Hulu is owned by Disney, so now right. it's all been merged over to Disney Plus. Exactly. As it always been a Disney show. That's <laughs> right. Let's welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Peter Macon. What up? What up? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Can you hear Very us? Cool. See us? Okay. Cool. Peter, hey, it's good everybody. to have you, man. Yeah, I'm man. glad that you agreed to talk to us, and uh, you know we were earlier subject was the the SAG after strike, and uh, we know that um, you know many many celebrities and actors are not uh, promoting things right now due to some of the demands, but we're we're happy to have you. We're yeah, thrilled. it's good to be here. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, yeah, are you allowed to talk about the Orville at this point due to I, due to SAG regulation? I mean, I, I don't really understand why I can't talk about it uh i don't i don't really get it um i'm still trying to figure that stuff out but i mean it, mm. it's it's not like it's a new show it's not like it's um, exactly yeah i mean i think that that'd be utterly ridiculous to not be able to talk about you know you know previous work i understand well you can always talk about that. favorite recipes or something like that we could, <laughs> we, could uh, we could do okay. that but I, I personally would love to talk about Orville. We could talk about John Wick. I mean, because I got the post. <laughs> John Wick 4 was fucking awesome, wasn't it, guys? <laughs> I haven't seen it. Is it trash? <laughs> no, it's great. It's one of the yeah. best ones. <laughs> okay. It's three hours of awesome. It's great. I'm like, when is a guy just going to drop dead? I mean, I, I don't right. know how much punishment okay. body that, Okay, there are things that happen in that movie that a human being could never survive. At the, yeah. after, after the second one, it's a video game character. He's got God mode and infinite ammo turned on. He Jesse, never reloads. Jesse, you oh, have it. seen movies before, right? <laughs> you say, oh, no, it's there a the, human he being. He jumps out of a on. building, like the fourth floor of a building, and lands on the edge of a car and puts a giant indent in the side nah. of the car and then just that's, gets up and walks away. Yeah, that's a splat is what that is. Yeah, so, like, a human being broken. could never survive that. <laughs> and then he goes into another fight scene. So it's yeah. it's a video well, game, but yeah, I'm fine. Maybe we need Maybe we need a Mocklin in that in that scenario. But, that would make more sense. Uh, yes, yes. But, but, but Peter, I, I just I guess the the number one question I have is is when are we going to see a season four of the I Orville? Mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's you know I mean if you'd asked me two months ago I might have had some some amount of clarity but um you know I know they were talking about it you know like uh and you know they were wanting to set up a writer's room i think soon and you right. know once once the wh you know the wga went on strike it was like well who, who knows you know what i mean like it's just really it's really difficult to say i know i can't say that i know that um you know people want to do it you know like, yes. uh, and i know seth wants to do it you know and um there's a lot more story to be told and like since we are like on I guess I don't even know anymore. Um, I guess it would be Disney Plus or who I don't know. Um, it, it's not on a network uh, television anymore, so we're not squeezing um, into forty. What is it? Forty-six minutes. Yeah. Um, right. Commercials and stuff like that. So some of the episodes in season three are longer than the others, as <clears throat> the writers had more um, more freedom to not have to um, squeeze or cut story for commercial. You know what I mean? So. I, I I don't know, but I mean now I, I have no idea now. You know what I mean? Because um I mean I felt I felt and I still feel optimistic. Um, but it's just like it's so bleak right now with um relationships with the studios that exactly you know, I, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. Like um that then that's that's frustrating. <clears throat> but I know that like you know, people I, I meet along the way um really want more. So I've never heard anybody say, ah, enough is enough. You know, like it would, I mean, yeah. it's been fantastic, especially with season three, Peter. I mean, yeah. because you guys took a, a, a kind of a turn. Uh, the, you got they got a little darker. The the humor yeah. was present, but not as slapsticky. 
Yeah, I um, mean, the stakes, you know, I mean, I think that that's just the sort of the um, the, chrono the, chron the chronology of the writing, um, the, like in the way that the stories, you know, like, um, you know, played out, um, you know, in the stakes, you know, like, you will die, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I think that that's, I think oh, yeah. that's the thing that makes the show, you know, um, accessible um, and that it is sort of ordinary folks, you know, but you get into these stories of like people like Charlie, you know, like um, in her whole story and how, you know, her, essentially her lover was killed in the Kalon battle and like the fallout of that. And like, she's walking around with that, that, that loss um, and Isaac's there, you know, so all of that's real and you can't ignore any of that. So you, you, you set all this stuff up and, um, you know, you have to deal with it. So, um, yeah, there wasn't a lot of yucks, but, um, but, you know, there was some lovely moments and, you know, I, I think that, you know, the storyline with Claire and Isaac, um, it's pretty touching and, and, you know, like there was just, I just think that we had room for drama, you know what I mean? And, and, and as I said, I've said this a million times my my clown professor <clears throat> Chris Bays who's an amazing clown professional clown dig that um he said without the possibility of tragedy comedy cannot exist so right. I think yes. that you know it's the whole adage of laughing to keep from crying and you know crying like I, I was in Budapest um a while ago <clears throat> and um I've never and maybe this has happened happens in other cultures but like you know like the Hungarians are nuts and um they, they do this thing where they laugh and cry at the same time um you know uh, there's a lot of booze involved but like but I did but there's this this sort of I, I think that um uh uh classical like not classical but like you know like um uh music from like flamenco like there's a there's a there's a there's an essence that is called duende which is like you're filled with passion you know and um there's this sort of phenomenon that exists with flamenco uh music but like hungarians and like you know um sort of eastern european um gypsy music and just that whole their whole plight you know what i mean it's just such an interesting cultural phenomenon and that's and it manifests itself in this in this you know this is exuberance where people are laughing and crying at the same time and you're like i'm so confused i don't know how to react but but there's something you know about that hybrid of 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 you know comedy and drama um that i think gets us yes. through it all um me me certainly me because I, I just it can only be so angry so long you know what i mean and i'm just right. like this is just a human folly right people are just ridiculous um and if i get sort of in that mode i can i it helps me survive a little bit better um and not be so uh, uptight. Right. Is, uh, is, your, is your character, you know, should let loose a, a while from time to time as Bordis, you know, he, he's pretty, uh, pretty Bordas serious. Is a freak. There is certainly a lot of evidence, like, you know, your character is used for, like, in for humorous intent quite often in the show. And, uh, like, I'm thinking of that episode, like, I, I just recently, over the past, like, two weeks, like, binged the show, and I'm like, like uh, a third of the way through the third season now. And um, yeah, I mean, like I think about like that episode where um, where Bordis and uh, his husband uh, both start smoking. Like that's a perfect example. Uh, <laughs> it's absurd. It's absolutely yeah. absurd. Um, I, but then, no, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the episode. I think in, I think in season two where Bordis gets addicted to porn. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, this, that's really funny, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, but 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 in the in the heart of that story is dysfunctionality with his mate and like mm -hmm. you know like the fallout from you know the decision making of their child and you know he he says you know I was I've been a terrible mate and I retreated inside of myself which I feel like you know like I mean I think that if you talk to anybody who has you know any kind of addiction or sort of hidden secret that they have from their mate their spouse their partner whatever it's rooted in you know like this very serious dramatic thing but let me tell you that shit was ridiculous <laughs> to have to you know so some of those like the dungeon scene or like the scene where he's like in the doctor's office and just you know and I watched that episode 
with my mom and um i've never felt more 13. <laughs> the most uncomfortable watch so all time a word she sat behind me i sat on the floor and i was and she was sitting in this chair behind me and um i had forgot about all the shenanigans that ensued on that and then I, I, there's no amount of preparing anybody for that um and we just watched the show in silence and it was wonderfully awkward um and one you know it was great but um that yeah. kind of ridiculousness like i think the 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 sort of formula of of the character is meant to be like they're almost childlike and naive um i mean he thinks that he's he thinks that he's a great singer and he's not um he thinks that he's a great jokester he's not um and that's i just think that he thinks very highly of himself because he's a very accomplished person or being right and um it, it's it's obviously a play on war from next generation i mean I, I i guess but i don't but i don't rem i don't remember Worf being that ridiculous and like that funny and like that like, uh First season, he does a lot of really dumb stuff. Like he's yeah. he like aims a phaser at the view screen, and Picard goes, "Are you really going to shoot the view screen, uh, uh, Lieutenant Worf?" It's like, yeah. has he never seen a view screen? He's on a starship. He should know how that works. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, that 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 to me, that's goofy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I, I get it, but it's like, um, you know, you know, running around naked at nine thousand feet above sea level. Um, yeah, you know, that was fun um <laughs> but but just the, the 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 you know like or he goes into the you know you know the the it shows up in like sort of an adamant like you know 18th century 17th century like you know dueling uniform with a powdered wig yeah and just you know i mean it's like weird just you know the milk mustache the cowboy the, the mustache itself <laughs> like that's a whole that, that mustache episode was hysterical yeah. that so, was <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it's it was really fun to try to fit all that in, you know, like the physical comedy, mm -hmm. um, which is where the clown, my clown training, um, really uh, came into play. Just like you know, not like the mathematics of comedy and just you know stillness or how much movement you can make or like one of my favorite shots uh, in that smoking episode was when, you know, I think it's a crane shot and they're kind of like. And Bordas is at the, you know, in the captain's chair. And you just sort of see the smoke coming up out of the, you know, from the, you know, like the, the uh, out of the chair. And I mean, I knew what that shot was and I knew that I had to be very still so that the trail, the, you know, the, but it's stuff like that where it's like you took the juxtaposition of like, um, you know, like this super stoic, you know, stiff uh, guy. Exactly. Um, you know with a freaking mustache like a you know or like saying now entering glory hole you know what i mean and not really <laughs> you know I mean? it's, yeah so i mean that's that's that man that's that go ahead yeah. i had a quick question um can you talk about like how long or like what's the process like of all the makeup and the prosthetics and like all that and like becoming the actual character like yeah what's that process like well they uh, about well when, when we were in pre-production i had to go over to kmb effects which is howard Berger's outfit and um he you know oscar award-winning makeup artist mm -hmm. and and um i had to get like uh molds of my face and my whole body wow. um which was uh the, the, my head and my neck was not that bad but when i had to do like my chest and like my legs you know, like, so I'm standing there and like, I literally almost passed out because my <sighs> blood stopped circulating. But that was, you know, oh that was kind of the worst part of it, like of getting, yeah. you know, building the makeup. And then, and then, you know, and then like learning how to um, they, they get, apply it, like the makeup artist, right. like this is all brand new stuff, which was, you know, incredibly exciting to create this. And so then, you know, like I had ideas about, you know, like what the character, was and, you know, and yeah yeah but then you get the makeup on and like i can uh only rotate my head so far so then you know like the, the no neck turn is like that's, yeah. that's where it comes from and that's that's funny physically um and so like the way that and then i can only I, hear i lost like about 35 percent right. of my hearing so i had to learn how to read lips um so that was really <laughs> wow. um 
but you know but then it was like it, it it was like the last bit of the puzzle of figuring out like uh like the character work like three-dimensionality of of how he walks in the world how he moves mm. and you know like the fact the way that he moves is 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 um in sync with the the way that he speaks in terms of um he, he says you know it doesn't ever say um don't or can't he says you know do not or cannot i mean it's very mm -hmm. formal so that informed you know a lot of like how i approached right. the text and then like the text itself and the you know like so um i had a a, a, a lot to do um mm -hmm. but it, it was surprisingly really uh liberating um because i had a set a set of parameters in which i had to work within you know like if i stretch my face too far the makeup would stretch and uh -huh. like and then it's like oh rubber face you know what i mean so it's like you can't like and to not be thinking about that but um you know also had to learn how to um help the makeup artist put the makeup on like i would have to you know uh because at first it started out being like four hours of just the head and you know what i mean or well no i do i i would get there 5 36 uh, they mm -hmm. put the pieces on and then i'd go to sleep you know what i mean because then they had to paint it all and they're like close your eyes close your eyes close your eyes i'm like no problem um <laughs> took a yeah we got it down to like 90 minutes because it was like it'd be like a sculptor making yeah. a piece of art the same every time and i had to learn when i needed to flare my nostrils so that the glue would set at a certain point and then and then wow. i you know when they stopped talking or like stand up to put the chin on it just like it was like a whole collaboration with the makeup artist yeah. which was like a super zen it was like my therapy yeah. <laughs> um, wow but then when we did the full body suit that was um super extra because it was like it, that was like four hours <laughs> you know like um you know because they had to put the head on then put the put the put the torso over the head and then put the the put the put the legs on put the you know it was like the legs the head then the torso and then they glued everything glued everything together and then they had to paint it all and a lot of times i had to stand up to do that so that was um you know yeah but i, I like that stuff you know what i mean i like yeah. you know like the goofy you know makeup and like um but it definitely very impressive well thank you uh you know i think uh what was that david lynch movie that willem dafoe had these crazy teeth in and he blew his face off with a shotgun um uh, uh oh god damn it um, and it was, fuck, uh, um wild heart wild heart, wild heart. Yeah, yeah yeah so right, he yeah. said he he said um you know as soon as he got those teeth you know like the the character just popped came alive yeah and yeah so like i feel like as soon as i got that and i would look at myself in the mirror with the with the with the get up on and i'm just like where are you in there i don't see right. myself at mm -hmm. all so um yeah it was love that awesome well we were we were talking oh hopefully we didn't it looks like he's yeah frozen. peter's uh, frozen for a second hopefully nah. we'll, uh... peter? oh it's gonna oh no are we there oh, oh yeah. there, there you are yeah oh, so, so, uh, so how okay. much uh, I've been curious, especially when you talk about how like when you when all that prosthetics on, you said now you now you need to find yourself like I mean, there there are a lot of and uh, Jesse brought it up earlier. There's a lot of similarities between like, you know, some, your character and it's kind of seen as almost like Worf, like kind of like, you yeah. know, take some a little like, data in there as well, because you say yeah. you, you, the character does not use contractions, which is what right. data doesn't right. he doesn't use. Right. He never uses can't or don't. He says cannot or do not. So right. do you do you feel like I mean did you did you use those characters as like inspiration for your um for your performance? Like, <laughs> Absolutely not. I tell you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no. I mean, because it's like you, you know, you, it's it's that's just, it was just too self conscious and and I was actually never a big Star Trek fan anyway. So um huh. and I you know but I did get to meet uh, Michael Dorn um mm -hmm. in Ireland we were doing a convention and i was like man this is amazing to meet you and it's amazing like i stand on your shoulders and like all the work that you've done like allows yes. me to do the work that i'm doing and it was just a love fest but um i realized that like bordis um, is a love child 
of Sam the Eagle from the Muppets and <laughs> Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. That is uh, awesome. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that is perfect. Now that now yeah. that you say that, that makes complete sense. Wild. Yeah. So I dug a little bit deeper than than because it's like we're already up against, you know, being compared to, you know, mm-hmm. the Trek, yeah. of Star Trek. So I was like, well, that's not really that interesting to me to, you know, and I like I, I instinctively just kind of stayed away from trying to you know i just i never you know because as i said i wasn't a, a big star trek fan and and, and i it just i just it's not the it just didn't seem smart to try to you know sort of reinvent the wheel you know what i mean like right. it's what, right. what they already done you know? i want to mention some of the the big differences of mocklins uh you know they're very unique beings uh first of all um there's basically only one female born Every 75 years, approximately. So the the race is uh, species is mostly male. So which although they the, they do dispute that in a later episode, they say, yeah they're they're that's that's debatable. That yeah, that was debatable. okay. We know that in the we think we know that in the beginning. And um, so, but as you know, Clyden was born female too. So like my mate, like in that that uh, you know, so that put a whole wrench in. Oh, you know, that theory, you know, right? Okay. Yeah. But what were you going to say? Sorry. Well, just some of the differences. Um, so they're mostly gay. Um, they, or I guess in this case, um, would you call them homosexual or would you call them asexual because they lay eggs? What, what would be the the orientation of the Mocklins? I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I mean, there's some frogs, right? That, that, that can change their sex to, to mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I kind of put it in that world of, of species, do you know what I mean? Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know of, you know, um, any species that is all one sex, you know, like um, that I can really, you know, um, re- re- really, really, you know, yeah. sort of qualify it as like maybe unisexual or I just know that if you know, I tell people if you ever want to, you know, uh, and you're not going to be able to unsee this, so I'm just going to tell you this anyway. Uh, but if you ever imagine you know, like the sexual event of Mocklins is you just take a couple of big rocks and put them in a dryer. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, Somebody that's, actually did that, by the way. Go to YouTube, yeah. look up uh, d- dryer destruction on uh, the search engine. You'll see somebody put, I think it's like a, a brick. And they put it into a dryer and they put it on high speed cycle. And it yeah, just like yeah. destroys the thing from the inside. I think, uh, think Mocklins get, get, get kicked out of a lot of hotels. Um, you know they have to pay like a lot of damage fees Uh, but yeah i don't you know it's 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 a really interesting phenomenon to just you know sort of be a species where you think that it's all male and um Mm -hmm. you know but then you know like the the, you know it's like i I think that there's like a lot more to unpack yeah um with within like that sort of you know machismo or just i don't want to call it toxic masculinity but like there's there, there's like a this because you know the way that it kind of played out is that like most of the male mocklins um like i feel like clyden and bordis were kind of the only ones that we saw have any emotions if that makes any mm-hmm. kind of sense like the rest oh, of the mocklins were kind of like you know, and, and, you know, I mean, that's a little, that's a little two dimensional. So I feel like there's like a lot more, you know, to even Clyde and Bordas themselves are completely different types of dudes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, the most, the, uh, the most unique characteristic, which I found very entertaining in one of the episodes, Peter, is the uh, fact that the Mocklins only urinate once a year and they have a big celebration called a Jaloja, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the great release yeah 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 the great release no i mean i had to make that make sense i mean that is kind of funny right like you find out like i only pee once a year um but i had to say to myself okay so what does that mean like does it like is he walking around with a giant colostomy bag toward the you know what i mean like what what is that what does it look like to have to you can only pee once a year and i'm like well it has to be life it has to be life or death you know what i mean like he has to if he doesn't he doesn't you know have the great release He'll die. Mocklins will die because they, they have like this um this 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 incredible uh you know metabolism and they can eat or drink pretty much anything. But like and they you know favorite drink has bacteria like uh, no not bacteria but um 
uh, uh, parasites in it. And, and, you know, so like, we got to expel that once a year. And I just kind of came up with the concept in my, in my own head that if I don't do that, um, I'm going to die. So therefore, like when I say you need to pull the ship over, I got to go pee. Um, I really, I really mean it. Um, I'm going to die. So, I mean, and that makes it that much more funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, just to, like all these zany concepts that I had to, which is great. It was a lot of fun to, to, to create like three dimensionality. Um, you ever take a long road trip where you had to be somewhere and you wish that you had your Mocklin ability to hold in your urine? Oh God, man. I, I, I get so paranoid, um, that I like, will uh you know because i've been in some some pickles and uh like and it, right. it's not it's not cool and i was able to use those feelings um you know but yeah i mean and there's nothing worse than you know feeling like you have the squirts and there's no place to <laughs> you know what i mean so but yeah like that that's not there's nothing nice about any of that and um but yeah like that, that i just had to make that make you know make absolute sense um which is you know my work is what i what, I'm, what, what, what i get to do at least what i used to get to do i was seriously considering like going online and applying for a ups job because i'm like is <laughs> well not a good place yes, to go here because they're, they're on the strike as well <laughs> yeah yeah and everybody's so, on strike as american capitalism like, slowly crumbles into ashes oh my yeah. god Oh my God. Oh, so, so like, you know, we've been talking about like a lot of the, you know, the humorous parts of like Mocklin society and everything, but it's also like, uh, it's also been good for like, kind of like showing parallels for like, you know, a lot of like LGBTQ issues. Absolutely. Like, yeah, there's, you know, there's this whole thing about like transphobia that, that goes through all, I mean, so much of like, you know, there, you know, since the, the Mocklin Society is like what, like afraid of females, <laughs> and uh, pretty much because there are none. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think that they're a mystery, and they're like so, um, you know. I mean, like you kind of can't blame them in a way. Like, I mean, if you are taught one thing, you know, um, as you know, as, a, as your whole worldview. And, you know, I mean, yeah, you could, you, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess you can't, I'm saying that they have like this sort of a monolithic viewpoint, but like, that's not necessarily their fault, you know, so, cause that's what they, that's, that's what they were taught to believe. And I think that there's a great parallel with, you know, with hate, hate is taught, hate is not, you know, people are not born, you know, to hate. And, um, you know, like when, um, you know, we were filming that episode um, about the gender reassignment. Like, I think the country, right. America, was going through fucking bathroom gate. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Use my bathroom. You know what I mean? And so now you see you go into places, and it's like, you know, unisex bathrooms, which is which should have been in the first place. Although, I, I know that my, you know, I I know that men are gross, and well, women are gross too. So, like, it's like sometimes. I mean, part of me is like, I've gone into some nasty women's bathrooms, and I know women have gone into some nasty men's bathrooms. Where you go to nightclubs, and you're like, man, I would hate to have to squat over this, you know. So, but (laughs) right, I'm just saying, like, all that aside, it's like you should, you know, like that's what was happening, right? People were like, like lit, and like they were legislating who could, like, it was ridiculous. So, um. But, you know, like it gets into a deeper, deeper conversation, right? Because it's like if, 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 you know, Mike Tyson decided tomorrow that he identified as a woman and went back into the ring, like to box women, is that, is that, you know, like, what does that look like? Or if LeBron James is like, yeah, I want to play for the WNBA now. And like, there was, there was somebody that did that. Um, Somebody, a swimmer. No, it was a bodybuilder that uh, was a weightlifter that was, that identified as a female for yeah. a competition and just like crushed the women's yeah. competition because they identified it. It's just it's just to well, win an award. It was like yeah, it's... I just think that that's it's such a complex, you know, like sport, like like when they're like specific sort of channels that are set up, you know, like when you fiz- like I mean, this goes back to you know like even beyond the Greeks, but whatever. But like, I just think that um. It's tricky. It's very, very tricky because I am not one to I'm, you know, to tell anybody 
what they can or can't do or who they can and can't love or anything like that. Right. Um, it just gets, gets, I mean, it, and I feel like the show kind of, you know, um, kind of, it, 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 it invites that or engages that. Like, and I don't have, like, again, like, I don't, I, I don't think that, you know, Clyden is complete. Like people always want to shit on Clyden. And I'm just like, he can't really do that. I mean, to a certain extent, like, I mean, yeah, he's a bad parent for like telling this kid that they wish they were never born, but like how, how, how high are the stakes, you know, for him, you know, being born a female and like, you know, being ridiculed and what, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, there's a, there's a level of, 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 of PTSD that, that Clyden is experiencing and that's real. Um, so we can't negate his feelings. We can't negate like this, like, you know, like the staunch, male orientated you know society even though like because then we had some some women aliens on the show that like thought men were inferior and we had to change uniforms and you know like to to try to get an alliance with them so it's like it's an investigation like i mean in, in the tricky thing about science fiction um or like even you know even even with star trek you know, like the alliance or like the union, right? So it's like, well, it's still very human, like the 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 moral sort of compass sort of swings largely toward the human ideology. You know what I mean? I know that's written by humans for humans, but at the same time, like I would like to see some storytelling that really where we 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 you know we question the values of humans and and maybe discover some other species that are, have have it together a little bit better than we have then like where the union um has something to learn do you know what i mean and like in in the union grows from you know like um you know perhaps another society that's more evolved than and we are even if it's you know even though it's 500 years in the future but i mean it's 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 um you never really run out of material you know what i mean like it's cuz and if you're doing comparative analysis you know with like our society and like a future society that um you know, there's always stuff to write about, you know, and then you got to make jokes. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's boring. But, um, you know, I, I quite enjoy that aspect of, you know, like people were like, I think that's that they they wrote that that um, storyline, you know, that held that storyline held like the dramatic note um, in the in the sort of symphony of, 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 of episodes. Um, because it, shit got real, you know what I mean? It right. got real, so, mm-hmm. um, but, but Peter, I wanted to talk to you about just being a fixture on, on all the comic cons and we, we can also talk about your shore leave experience because this is going to be a part of your life. I mean, you've seen like, you know, Robert Picardo and people that have done Star Trek years ago, still on yeah. the con scene. Yeah. What are your thoughts on being a part of that culture of being, um, fixture on the comic cons and the sci-fi cons out there it's it's something that i really never even conceptualized until it until it started happening like i just didn't really um i didn't really know what comic con was like you know what i mean like i didn't it just i it was just sort of off my radar you know what i mean and then when i went to uh my i think it was my first one that was in in dublin with with michael dornan and and um this is the show had only been out one season it wasn't even playing over in europe yet like um so i had no line like nobody was there to talk to peter May. and it was humbling um but i understood like again me like i just i i'd like so to answer your question i dig it i like i love being able to sit and chat with folks um, who, you know, essentially appreciate what I do. And, you know, it's, a, it's the only chance really that we get to connect, you know, the people, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, it's exhausting, but because, I mean, and I don't really know that I'm exhausted until, until the end of the day. And I'm like, oh shit, I, I didn't eat or mm-hmm. I've not, I've not, <laughs> had, I've not had my great release. Um, and, uh, cause I'm just, you know, you just, it's just, it's I, I, nonstop, um, you know, just love fest, right. You know what I mean? People appreciate me. I appreciate them. And it's just like this great thing. And we talk and we have all kinds of different kinds of conversations. We talk about the show, we talk about politics, we talk about, you know, whatever. And, you know, I'm, it's fun. I, I think, um, 
you know, I'm I'm sort of astounded that that people do this, you know, year after year after year after year after year for like, you know, and, and surely it's been going for like 40, 43, 44 years. Oh, yeah. You know, Did you have a highlight? A highlight from uh, the last uh, shore leave you attended? Oh, man. Um, that was such a blur. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you what was not fun was um, when I got there and it was, um, you know, I was like, oh, I need to get some water. I need to get some fruit. I need to get some stuff for my room. And um, I'm like, where, where are we going to go? So like uh, the nearest place to do that was quote unquote, just go out the parking lot and take a left and take a right and just go there. And it wound up being like five football fields of parking lots um, <laughs> right. in, in the right. heat. Uh, over to the grocery store. Oh, the, <laughs> the Wegmans across the street. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, what the hell? Not exactly a quick then, walk. And then I walk <laughs> back, and I'm like, there is no shade to be had at all. Um, and so then when I made it back to the hotel lobby, and I was sitting down, sweating buckets, and just kind of laughing, because it was like, this is really funny. Um, Andy, the sort of showrunner, and her um, assistant person, best friend, um, Damien, we just started chopping it up and um we just like so i you know I, I i just hung out man i just hung out with people and yeah talked and like um you know just had all these crazy like inside jokes with people that you know because i'm like kind of a late owl so i'd be like kind of walking around um the hotel and i'd see other people and like yeah. be like uh-huh you know you see people the next day were you um, getting drinks with penny at the bar um but, coast, well not with, not, not with penny <laughs> but she did bring me some crab cakes which was which was yes you know, yes what'd you was, think where were they, they from were, they had the had the lump in them that's had that lump uh with the with the old bay and um it was yes. it was the move because that was breakfast at, at like 10 o'clock at <laughs> that's how that's how you know you're in maryland yeah crab cakes at 10 o'clock at night yeah that's normal that's normal. yeah i mean that was you know so you know, it's, I enjoy, it's like but, pizza in New York or Chicago is to be expected. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, have the, cast, it was good. Have, have the cast become very good friends? I can imagine that after three seasons. Oh, yeah, man, we, you know, we like we have like our own threads. You know, like depending yeah. on what's going on. Like, um, I think we're gonna see each other, uh, in uh, in next month in um Vegas. But yeah, like uh, Jay Lee. Uh, I mean, there's some really talented people that 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 are. You know, on the show for various reasons. Like, absolutely. Um, like Mark is a great theater actor, and um, Jay Lee is doing a he's, a he's a he's a virtuoso piano player, classically classic, like classical music piano player. Like he's played at Radio yeah. City Music Hall, so he's doing like another concert. I mean, Scott Grimes is you know amazing. Um, just family and like um, you know, we just know folks, and um, but yeah, like we. Yeah. We have a great time. We have a great time. We go to dinner. Seth likes to do car- karaoke. Do you do karaoke with Seth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we get down. Yeah, we get down. You know what I mean? Like, there's a spot in uh, L.A. called the Brass Monkey that we hit yep. up a lot when we're there. Um, <laughs> I've seen he, Seth there before at the Brass Monkey. Yeah, it's nuts. They got the the biggest doorknob in the world. That, that, that <laughs> It's so strange. It's like, why is the doorknob so big? It's just really bizarre. But... um. And like when we're in New York, uh, Woody Woody Allen um, has like a jazz club that um, you know, like Jeff Goldblum pops in, and like you know, um, what you know, sometimes Woody Allen plays or whatever. But like Seth will do you know a couple like a set or two, you know, like um, and then he'll like break into you know singing songs as Kermit and you know <laughs> it's 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 always a good time. We always have a great time, with, especially like when we're in New York. Because like nobody lives in New York, and mostly everybody lives in L.A. or you know Mark lives in London, but and I know I'm in Atlanta. But when we were when we all would go be in New York, we'd just rip it up, um, like two SUVs full of just shenanigans. Um, I love it. No, it's a good time. <laughs> That's a lot of pictures. That's all I pictured. Well, yeah. one more question before I wrap up this amazing interview, Peter. What can you tell us about Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes coming out next year? Oh man, um, it's, I'm so it, looking forward to this. I actually really, really like those movies. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. And because it's 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 95% mocap, um, I have no idea what it's going to look like. You know what I mean? I have no idea because it's like we're in mocap suits, and you you go watch playback, and that's just you in a 
fucking scuba suit with dots on <laughs> so it's like, yeah. who's, who's directing this one his it's not matt wes reeves ball. he's doing the batman movies now um it's uh his name is wes ball he he directed the maze runner series oh um, okay. Yeah, okay man oh, he's nice. cool. um and he's also like a um you know like he's like a, a, a designer like he 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 his thesis film. He went to Tallahassee, uh, no, like uh, Florida State University, Tallahassee, where for filmmaking, and he won like all these awards in like 2008 for like this animation. You should look it up. It's called. Um, and, you know, as soon as I said that, I was going to remember. Should forget the name. As soon as I did it, um, uh, it'll come to me. But like Westball, just W E S B A B A L B A L L. Like um, he's like a wonderkin savant you know like designer like so he designed the whole world like the what i know from the the, the film is just the storyboards you know what i mean and like we would shoot he'd shoot like you know like the sort of pre-viz stuff you know what i mean and like um he like cut my audition and this guy the, the guy who plays the lead owen teague um his his audition together with like sound and you know that he's a really visually orientated person um and and um you know the world of it is going to be amazing um you know um you know i I learned how to become uh know how to ride a horse really well now which is awesome um because we shot it in australia and um it was great being in australia for six months and um there's some great some great actors in this movie um and you know like some of the, the stunts are ridiculous and you know, so like, I'm I'm looking forward to it as much as you know I'm gonna be right there with the audience, like watching this okay. movie for the first time because I have so, no, I mean I know the movie, I know the story, but no idea what what it's gonna like, okay. you know, what the, the, how it translates. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. You know, so um, and it so, wasn't even that helpful to like have be you know like this is a different beast than prosthetics. You know what I mean? Like the prosthetics yeah. is sort of old school model making you know ships and stuff like that that they did with star right. wars you know like um you know, like the old you know the, you can see the strings on some you know right. the tie fighters or like even the spinner on in blade runner like if you look really close you know like there's a shot when they're going in front of the atari you know, i'm a blade runner nerd and um you know but you can see the strings oh yeah yeah high you high can high see high the wires high. pulling it up yeah yeah, yeah when, they, when like you know the wires pulling it up when they get in right. like uh it's um, the complete opposite yeah now it's like now it's all you know CGI. so yeah i mean it's it's gonna be amazing man and um i really and we got to you know andy circus um who played caesar was um a consultant so i got to chop it up with him a bunch um and he's extremely extremely bright and mm. um generous and knows and just and we had like a movement coach we did ape camp for six weeks um where we just like got rid of our human self and learned how to become like a you know, like uh, an ape, and um, it was awesome. I do love that we live in a world where something like Ape Camp exists. I know. <laughs> they have the same for the Walking Dead zombies. They have yeah, the zombie, zombie camp. camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. Thing. Zombie camp. That is so. That's so you can't tell us about the character specifically, other than it's going to be a motion capture ape. Yeah, I mean, it's like yeah, I mean, it's like as like the other films um, were. <laughs> something high behind you. Oh, hey, buddy. Yeah, someone, someone <laughs> behind you. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like this new trilogy is trying to lead up to the original Planet of the Apes because they do reference it. I just rewatched Rise recently. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, they do reference the um, the ship that Charlton Heston's crew takes off in in the original film. It, it got lost in space. And so they're trying to lead up to that events of the original film. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. To, like, because it's such a, you know, that's such a, I mean, it could. It could because it's like you know like the, that that would that would mean is that is that it took place quite a you know quite a while in the future and, yeah you know, like, like 500 this, years in the future something like that yeah and this movie um takes place you know well after caesar's death after war you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um you know but you know in order to not get sued um i probably shouldn't say too much more um, <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though: War was misnamed. It is not a war. It's a prison escape movie. It's not a war. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, like you, you look back at like those old titles from you know, like some of those old titles where I was like, "What? What were you smoking?" Like, to, like anyway. Yeah. But, 
Battle for the Planet of the Apes is I've watched that again recently too. I just I mean going through all of them recently and Battle for is like three Humvees in the middle of a wheat field. It's like yeah. it's supposed to be a big army. It's like yeah, we have three jeeps and a couple yeah. extras. Like the the budget really hurt that one the most. Um, yeah, uh, but you know, but this 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 uh, but you know, like the technology has come a long way, and um, they're not like bipedal, mm. you know, you know, like um, we really got got in there and studied, you know, you know, just ape mechanics and psychology and the ways to communicate. Um, as they did with the previous films, and um, you know, like in, in technology grows, like it's the same. It's what affects who did um, this company that does that did all the movies, that did Lord of the Rings, that did you know King Kong, they did all all the they're the mocap people. So you know, and then you know, like the 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 what what the Mandalorian is doing with like um, volumes, you know, like the way that oh yeah, shoot, like you have two hundred cameras in in a space, and they can make anything. I mean, so the trick is to make it, you know, r- realistic and not, you know, like, because uh, like, uh, what was that? Like, I am legend. They really, they really, you know, screwed the pooch on that one. Um, like with the Ugh, CGI yeah. for the, uh, for the, you know, they really like this. Or like I was reading a Superman, Superman three, the with Richard Pryor. Um, they lost, <laughs> yeah, but they lost, they lost like a lot of their. Um, visual effects budget last minute and you can totally tell <laughs> no that's four that's that's four that's quest for peace that's when you talk about superman 3 i still remember to this day how much that the, there's a scene in it that completely terrified like five or six year old me the robot the robot, the, when, oh, when the god woman, man i know like it made me itch like yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. woman getting swallowed by the computer and yes. then, you know, like, and then yes. just ruins, turned her and into that, a thing. I'm like, oh man, this is making me so uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that stuck with me for forever, for a decade. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, you know, or like good, like um, you know, dirty, greasy, drunky Superman fighting. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was like that. Was, I love this in the bar, flicking peanuts, yeah. and you know. So anyway. Uh, well, anyways, I know you got your son uh, jumping around the back, so we, <laughs> <laughs> we should probably let you go, Peter. Uh, my gosh, this is an incredible, incredible interview, Peter. Uh, we love to have, can we have you back yeah. when uh, we can talk about King of the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, for sure. Like next year? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, yeah, like I said, this was way better than trying to squeeze 10 minutes in like i'm being distracted we, could, we got almost a 45 minute interview. yeah so, i would really have awesome. that's fantastic yeah. yeah yeah no you guys are great and of course um, you are amazing you. let's do uh, one promo let us know who you are peter um you can uh, drop orville planet of the apes let us know you're on below the belt show greetings this is lieutenant commander bordis of the uss orville coming to you live and direct from below the belt out. <laughs> that was great. Let's do a uh, a snapshot on the count of three. All right, ready, one, two, and smile. This is gonna be gross. Yeah. <laughs> great. All right. Wow. Th- thank you so much, thank Peter. You. I appreciate you guys very much, and uh, we appreciate you so much. Hang in there. Thank you. And um, yeah, let's get up. Let's get up when uh, the dust settles. When and, the dust settles, and hopefully this uh, strike will be um, resolved sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it does not go till the fall, like that unnamed oh. executive said. Oh yeah. no, 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 nobody. This is gonna go. I mean, from what I understand, this shit is not gonna. Because the fall is like, okay, great, we're done. Now let's go on holiday for two months. That's what you know. What I mean, like that's the, a good the, point. Yeah, because they so, don't really do much during the holiday season. Nah, that's right. Damn. Nah, so I mean, buckle down. Nothing until next know, year. Nothing until next year. I know, I know. But I had this thought and this question. I'm like, if everybody stood in solidarity, not just the not just the writers and the actors, and like, but if everybody just sort of canceled their shit, you know, they canceled their Netflix, canceled their Hulu, canceled it all, they'd lose so much money. Yeah, and, and and they would like, I, I, but I, just, people are not going to do that. So I'm just, I, I brought this. I brought this up earlier on. I had I I work in IATSE. I'm part yeah. of the IATSE union, and I was bringing yeah. this up at my union meeting. I said, "Don't do that," 
until there is an organized boycott, don't do that because the problem is if you start just if people like randomly start canceling left and right, like I'm gonna cancel Paramount Plus or Disney Plus or yeah. Max. Like the problem is studios will view those metrics and be like, oh, this show isn't popular, therefore we're right. gonna just cancel this show. Like right. say like um like Strange New Worlds on Paramount Plus is coming out right now episodically. If you right. cancel in the middle of the season, they'll assume, oh, people don't like the show. We'll just cancel. Right. Right. To, in order to save money. So until there's an organized boycott, don't don't do that. Well, no, I mean that's what I that's what I that's that. I that's agree though. It, it would it would stand as like a good statement of like we're not paying for this shit until yeah. you yeah. give the writers and actors what they deserve. Yeah. But until there's an organized boycott from all the unions, it's best to not do that. No, I know, I know. I mean, and you know, I just, I just, um, but I, I feel like there should be. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I really under, I really don't get. I mean, if, if that, if, if you're talking about two percent of three hundred million dollars annually, yeah, two um, percent, and if you really, and like to people that really just don't get it, you know what I mean? People yeah. who are new, people like new money, like it's not. I mean, and and it's old money too, but it's like people, people who fundamentally don't understand like the the working man's woman's sort of plight. Yeah. Um. The only Most, thing that I really yeah. understand is like you know like uh, I don't know I think it's an opportunity and I and I wish that like that's what would 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 happen and like maybe it'll be over sooner than later. Um, yeah. Most streaming services, see? most streaming services still classify streaming as new media. It's like this isn't yeah. new anymore. No. It has been new for ten years. Like this no, is just the way it is now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, Who has cable anymore? Like, why? I, I know. My wife said that this morning. She's like, you know, like, what? Why do we have this cable? Like, I mean, I've just. I, this is yeah. What's so bad. This is what's sports, so bad. Sports and news. That's really. I it. watch. Yeah. I watch the same old movies that I've seen a hundred times with mm. commercials. That's how stupid I am. I mean, I'm not. I don't even like. I'm not even streaming stuff. I'm watching shit that I paid money for in the theaters, and <laughs> I study movies and I just watch them. But I'm like. But the commercials help me like to multitask. But I'm like, why do I even pay for all this stuff? I'm not even so. Uh, I, I, yeah, yeah right, sports well, is pretty much the so only much, thing. <laughs> well, that's anyway, that's I well, well, I can't wait to you know to reconvene and uh, we'll we'll see what where our notes are. And, like, all right, that is so awesome. Thank you, yeah. right. Peter. Right. Have a great night. You we appreciate you so much talking with us. Yeah, yeah. A long, a nice long interview like this. Right on. Thank you. Best of luck, and we'll talk to you soon. We're planning the right. apes. Hopefully. I'll be well. Right. Peace out. Okay. Thank All right. you. Late is. Later.